Bizarre is a podcast that deals with mature subject matter that some listeners may find offensive or upsetting. The Bizarre is not recommended for any listeners under 18 years of age. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to The Bizarre. <laughs> just instead of talking about anything true crime we just have to go down the list of celebrities that we thought were one thing but are actually something else yeah <sighs> do i have oh, to man. record this on my phone no no, no you're like good. i'm just gonna record to, like, it through zoom be like you know one of you guys <laughs> <laughs> yes no <laughs> is my audio good enough i don't know it'll guys. be fine it'll yeah. be fine don't worry we're not like in a professional sound studio or anything yeah like, but all my all my film buddies are just gonna roast me if my audio's trash for the first couple of episodes i was on i sounded like i was in a tube so you know <laughs> <laughs> they were like is is morgan encased in concrete where is she recording <laughs> <laughs> and why is alicia in a proper recording yeah exactly alicia's on <laughs> hello just, and welcome and i'm like <laughs> yeah what is the funding for this thing I went and why is it so lopsided studio. can you imagine went to a recording studio but made morgan stand outside on the busy toronto street yeah no exactly it's kind of like uh we we took inspiration from billy on the streets yeah except that i don't interact with anyone just people morgan. just have to walk by and hear me slightly yeah. talking about murder and be like hello <laughs> ma'am that's, that's the trailer I think now is the good time better than ever to do an intro. Yeah. Uh, hello, I'm Alicia Grek. Morgan is with us. Hello. And we have a yes. guest this week. We do. Who Yo. harasses me You're. every week about stupid things I say to correct me as well as pronunciations. Good. Yeah. Want to introduce so Spirit takes place in Germany, guys. Come on. Not Where did France. I say Syria to France? France. France. You said France. Oh. Wow. Same thing. <laughs> Uh, it's canal by the way Kanal. yeah this is Kanal. hello we haven't alicia and i haven't just suddenly taken on a new voice and been talking yeah. to ourselves it's no, this, it's yo, fine this entire time i've just been voice acting there's no one actually on here <laughs> shout out milton um I, i'm i'm out here you know what i'm saying just uh gotta shout out uh all my boys <laughs> we made it guys we made it Sorry, you want to shout out your two other friends Shout out, wow, wow that's my stuff. <laughs> shout out, shout out Derek G. Uh, he's going to the Olympics soon. Shout out. That is oh, true. Wow. We do have a boys, friend yeah. who's going to the Olympics. Yeah, we should do like a special bizarre coverage of the Olympics. <laughs> she is a bizarre person, to be fair. In a good way, if you're oh, listening man. What are we talking about this week? So uh, today, as um, noted in last episode, I wanted to talk about Chris Benoit, um, who was a wrestler uh, for the WWE as well as a lot of other wrestling federations. Um, and Canal here is going to be my fact check for a lot of things because <laughs> I be my fact check for a lot of things. That's actually <laughs> I, what he is. Yeah, yeah. I once was a wrestling fan. But I was also seven. Um, so that, like you, you. I was gonna say you, you talk about it like you went to war. You're like I won the last <laughs> battle. 
<laughs> Once I was one of the only four female uh, students in a an 18-person class in elementary school, so I had to fit in with the boys, and that's how I did it. Not saying that girls can't like wrestling, but that's what it was like in the early 2000s. <laughs> uh, you, you laid no. the groundwork. <laughs> no, wrestling fans am, are toxic, I will say, <laughs> off we the just, bat. We were <laughs> just talking about that before you joined the Zoom call that we uh, for me it was like always a predetermined like thought for me i stereotyped every wrestling fan as like someone who's like a neck beard mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's um, like hates women i uh, i have two friends who are very very into wrestling evan and hannah which they will murder me if i don't say their names on this podcast um and they are two of the nicest people i know but they're also such outliers in the like grand scheme of wrestling fans like Hannah is one of the most beautiful humans I know and like you would not expect her at all to be one of those people who like she's been front row at multiple shows <laughs> it's not something we like to talk about for some reason <laughs> I, I am cute I yeah uh, like I was a huge fan when I was like really young and I I wish I could be like oh yeah I've grown out of it <laughs> I haven't no it's an interesting sport like it is so and has such a interesting and like convoluted history to it too which is the part i like Um, so you both know a lot about wrestling uh the extent of my knowledge of wrestling uh comes from the netflix show glow (laughs) and that is it perfect i know nothing Um, at all i know minimal amounts of this i was the reason i'm so interested in chris benoit is because i was still watching when the whole thing went down um and but should be said at the time that the only person i was paying attention to was the undertaker because (laughs) he's sick he was my favorite for those meeting alicia who doesn't know who he (laughs) is is. (laughs) he was just he was Undead man. Wait, yeah, the guy who wears a big black hat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. who that is. And there have been like a lot yeah. Of eyeliner. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a gif of him like uh like raising himself off of the ground <laughs> and looking all like undead and stuff that a lot of people use. And uh, no, the Classic. Undertaker was was my guy. <laughs> and yeah. anything past that was like kind of over my head. But that's just me. <laughs> That is that is just you. That is correct. No, no, no. I back it. I back it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's like that. It's like that meme. Uh, how does that meme go? She is very gorgeous to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me about the Undertaker. Uh, he is very gorgeous to me. <laughs> um, except I saw him for the first time a couple of years ago with like his garb off. Oh man, and not yeah. a good-looking man. Not Especially, at all. like, he's still, like, like WWE will do these, like, crazy, um, like, 80 million shows in Saudi Arabia, which can be a topic of its own because it's very bizarre and very sus. And they'll bring out all their old guys, especially The Undertaker. And he is, he's probably in his 70s now. And yeah, he just no, he's, does not, yeah. He has not stopped. And it's really weird because he's, like, a 70-year-old man who is still, like, very buff oh yeah so which is like totally normal for wrestling to be clear yeah there's like people like rick flair like still getting 
kicked and getting kicked in the balls and stuff like to this day and he's like 80 years old but there's something just slightly uncanny valley about looking at a man whose yeah. face shows that he's old but his body yeah. doesn't yeah <laughs> oh, what, a legacy, what a legacy to leave behind <laughs> up to the age of 75 just getting routinely oh. kicked in the crotch like that he is... really is the best though <laughs> undertaker is amazing uh i what can i say i picked the right people to stand um, <laughs> Unlike those who stand Chris Benoit, which oh now, man, <laughs> a transition. Um, I will say so. A lot of this information I got off of uh, a, a documentary called Dark Side of the Ring, which if uh, you haven't watched, Alicia, I would recommend. Even though you haven't watched wrestling, it is like it's like wrestling meets crime. Oh, okay. Because the yeah. um, it's it's like a. I think they're at two seasons now on Crave documentary series where they each episode or in chris benoit's case two episodes they take um they uh delve into stories um not stories real things that have happened in wwe's past so like um i'll mention something else that happens uh in this as well with bret hart um but it's just like 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 funky deaths that have happened really shitty Sorry, like did you just say funky deaths yeah <laughs> funky, funky death can you please tell me what a funky death is just you know something funky happened it's just, <laughs> something it's a little bit different it's just it's jazzed up a little bit it's jazzed up um i'll, I'll watch it guys this is this is my 2020 transformation i'm gonna Amazing. turn into like a into a wrestling fan yes i'm gonna put a <laughs> ring in my apartment it's gonna be intense <laughs> that'd be <laughs> sick to be fair um anyway <laughs> all right <laughs> let's let's get on to the actual story <laughs> um so uh chris benoit was known as um a world famous wrestler and uh like truly one of at the time, one of the most beloved wrestling uh, wrestlers of the time. Um, and no one ever expected him to be capable of something like murdering his entire family over a weekend, which is exactly what happened. Um, but we will start from the beginning, uh, in uh, which, uh, so Chris Benoit was born in Montreal, Quebec. So we got a good uh, Canadian here. I was going to um, ask if he was Canadian, but I didn't want yes, to. Yes, very, very Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was born in Montreal, but he grew up in Edmonton. Um, and like right from the get-go was like a wrestling fan. Um, I believe he went to go see one of his first shows when he was like 12. Um, in which he saw um, Bret Hart and Tom Billington, who was known as the Dynamite Kid. Um, one of my favorite things with wrestling is the names. Some of them are so normal, and some of them are so dumb. At the end of this, we <laughs> you mean sick? Oh no! That's a good um, one. In the episode. We all have to pick a wrestling name. Oh, I actually I have a group chat with a couple of people wherein um, we found a, a one of those. Um, like choose your wrestling name things and all of yeah. our names are just wrestling names mine is very dumb but <laughs> stay tuned at the end of the episode to hear morgan's dumb wrestling name <laughs> um so anyway uh he um yeah so at 12 years old he attended a local wrestling event with um bret hart and uh tom billington um 
which kind of developed into a lifelong love and idolization for both of them. Um, he later on would go to take some of each of their moves into his own wrestling style, uh, which is something people do often in wrestling. They kind of like pay homage to certain wrestlers by using their moves, quote unquote. Um, and uh, so says his father, he was pretty much like driven by, from the age of 12 to 13 to just get into the wrestling industry. So really from the get-go, this man was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, which like in the 60s or in the 70s, 80s was like a very, I feel like common thing because it seems like a lot of the like, I was just going to say, uh, you were either a wrestler in the 70s in a cult or murdering someone. Sometimes all at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, when he was 13, he uh, his dad says that he lifted weights every single day to like quick, buff up. Quick roundup. What was everyone doing when they were 14? Okay, I can guarantee it wasn't that. <laughs> just... Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure I was eating Cheetos on a couch. Like that. Oh, I was like obsessing over the Jonas brothers and like hoping oh. that one day I would marry Joe Jonas. Oh yes. <laughs> Which that's that's Chef's Kiss yeah. class right there. Which honestly, like shout out to Sophie Turner. She did what I could never do, and I respect that for her. <laughs> tangent anyways Um, back to benoit so yes so uh chris started his wrestling career uh in 1985 uh he prior to that had started um training at the uh heart family dungeon which was basically a calgary uh wrestling school um and it was headed uh or started i should say by Stu hart who is the patriarch of the Hart family. And the fun and interesting thing about the Hart family is that every single son uh, in the Hart family turned out to be a wrestler and every single daughter ended up marrying a wrestler. Um, <laughs> and so they're, they're so um, yeah, they're known as uh, the Hart Foundation, um, which is basically just the like name of their family wrestling kind of gig um and uh one of like one of Stu's sons is Bret Hart who uh Benoit had seen as a child and kind of idolized um and so this is another episode of Dark Side of the Ring which I would highly recommend um Bret Hart was a wrestler um who tragically died um Uh, I think that's Owen Hart Oh, damn it. Owen, Owen Hart. Hart. Yes, you're right. Owen Hart. You're there's right. There's so many members there's of so the Hart family. There's yeah, so there's, there's so a, many hearts. Quite a few of them, yeah. Um, so Owen Hart, who is another member of the uh, Hart family, died during a live um, WWE match when he fell almost 100 feet from the catwalk above the ring um, because of a faulty rig. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. I hope they fired that guy. Nope. Um, it wasn't, so it wasn't, it wasn't a person. It, well, well, um, like who constructed um, the rig? So basically what happened is he had this like shtick slash like entrance wherein he would, um, descend from the ceiling or raptors, uh, 
And he was doing like a character, I think. He was like yeah. the, the blue mask, or I, I could be wrong here, but he no, was doing like this character where he wasn't like playing Owen Hart, which he was also like he was, he wrestled as Owen Hart for a while and he was famous. And then he was doing a character and the mm-hmm. character would descend from the rafters and stuff like that, I think. Yeah. And the point of the character was that he was kind of like, like doofy. I don't know if that's the right word. So, like, he would, like, struggle to get out of it and stuff and be like, ooh, I'm so quirky. Um, And (laughs) they apparently, what had happened was that um, there had been complaints that um, he wasn't getting out of the rig fast enough. So they switched over um, the way he was latched in from a locking carabiner to, like, a uh, latch that was supposed to be used for boats. And um, supposedly what people think had happened was that he was, like, trying to fix because he was wearing a cape, as one does in wrestling. (laughs) And he was, like, fiddling with the cape or something and then must have unlatched the latch and then he fell. Um, But it it wasn't filmed. The uh, the stadium was completely dark when it happened because his... um, promo i don't know what the word is for it but his like entrance, entrance yeah his yeah. like entrance like video was playing so the whole stadium was dark um so no one actually saw it happen they just saw the aftermath and the worst part about it is that they kept wrestling afterwards his yeah. wife his wife went on to like um this is all in the documentary but his wife went on to uh like try to sue for wrongful death because they basically, what she said is they basically scraped his body off the mat and continued wrestling because they didn't want to lose money. Yeah. Vince McMahon is a, is a very, very ruthless person. Yikes. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, wrestling's fucked, man. <laughs> yeah, it's um, crazy. God. So just to give a little insight on, like, wrestling as a whole, but that's not even what we're talking about today. That's just this is something just the, separate. This is the appetizer. This is the appetizer, the... <laughs> just getting your palate wet um so uh so that yeah that happened um and uh so benoit um went on from the Hart family dungeon to then uh start his career in the uh stampede wrestling promo which is uh just a calgary i'm alicia maybe you've <laughs> i actually have heard of this yeah I uh, having worked there i have heard of this <laughs> That is what um, I do know about. Uh, and um, so he started there, um, uh, and from there his career was off, and possibly his fate sealed. Who knows? <laughs> um, many um, note the similarities between Chris Benoit and one of his idols, Tom Billington, early on. Uh, he adopted like a lot of his moves, including the diving headbutt and the snap suplex. All right, which it, head trauma and people who murder other people... They're like this. Okay. That's yes. all I'm Especially do. to find out with this move, it's like, it's not just like this one person. It's been like a thing for like, there's like three or four people who've done it through. I'm sure we'll get into this, the specific move, but it's you basically go to the top of the rope and you go head first onto somebody. And uh, it's been known to cause many a issue. Yeah. Issue. No, yeah. <laughs> No, please feel free to explain any of the moves because I know few of them, but I really, I should have Googled more of it. 
but I'm you know, just can you yeah. can you reenact the move right now? I know. Yeah, please. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> please be like. I one have of my bed here, so listen. If this was a video thing, I would. I fully would <laughs> jump and do it. But that's oh I'm man. Doing. Um. So yeah, uh, that happened. Um, uh, Chris Benoit's initial billing name was under uh, Dynamite Chris Benoit, which isn't the last name he will be given. Um, he goes through quite a few. Um, and his debut match was a tag team match on November 22nd, 1985 in Calgary, uh, where he teamed up with the remarkable Rick Patterson against Butch Moffat and Mike Hammer, which again, these names. <laughs> classic um, 80s wrestling classic names. Classic 80s wrestling names. Um, it should also be stated, I, I didn't put this down, but just from memory, um, there, the eighties and nineties wrestling is wildly different from what it is today. Like it was so much more gruesome and mm-hmm. so much more like unfiltered than it is today. But because wrestling is now very streamlined into like WWE and like, uh, what's it? The NF? No, wait. And what's the 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 other one? Oh, the uh, and not. I was gonna say NWA, but that's, that's not me it. too. I was like, no, that's <laughs> that's not it. Oh, the why am I? Why am I, I, I know what right? you're talking about. Like the 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 one the, like, that the they, national like, yeah. wrestling fe- and NWF. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Oh, uh, yeah, it is. It is NWA. It is NWA. Yeah, oh. the National Wrestling Wrestling Alliance. Yeah. That's oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's like the that's like where wrestlers nowadays like kind of get their start. But um, no, I I think that's where it used to be. It used to be oh. so. It used to be like the the different wrestling. Like it wasn't just the the monopoly of the WWE. What it is now, mm-hmm. it used to be different territories around. Yes. So like Calgary Stampede would be a, uh, like Stampede Wrestling would be a, um, a territory, a re- really big territory, part of the National Wrestling mm-hmm. Alliance. Yeah. Um, and hearkening uh, back to the Hart family, it was like known that like, there used to be like a heart in every territory basically, mm-hmm. um, because there were so goddamn many of them. <laughs> yeah. And um, they trained a lot of people too. That I think that's mm-hmm. also why, like a lot of really prominent um Canadian wrestlers, if you were anyone at the time, like anyone famous at the time, you probably would have gone through the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And another thing too about, I keep talking about the hearts, but it's just so fun. Um, uh, anyone who knows there's a, a current wrestler, I don't know how current he is or if he, yeah, I think Kevin Owens is still around. Yeah. Like he's still, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Kevin Owens named his child after Bret Hart, I want to say, or uh, Owen Hart? No, Owen Hart. Owen, yeah. Owen Hart. After he Owen named Hart, his yeah. he no, named his kid Owen, and then named himself after his kid. No, like absolutely yeah. does not know as a wrestler Hart. as a wrestling name because his real yeah. name is uh, Kevin Steen. Yeah, but at, in WWE. He, he, he changed his name to Kevin Owens. Yeah, there's too but, many Owens. There's too yeah. many. <laughs> but was enough. The funny part about that, I think, is that he, like, he didn't know Owen Hart. Like, he wasn't personally, right. like, involved with Owen Hart. He was just right. a big fan. And he was okay. like, I'm going to name my child after this man. Leia, your new <laughs> name is Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, 
once again, enough about the Hart family. I just think they're fun. Um, uh, so, yeah, he fights these fun wrestling uh, 80s wrestlers, um, and he wins his first match uh, and first title. Um, at And then continues to uh, win four international tag team uh titles and three more british commonwealth titles fun uh he's doing great um and then in uh 1985 chris leaves the stampede to pursue a career at new japan wrestling which is also a very big uh place for um like budding wwf and wwe stars to have gone um which you don't think like, at least for me, I never thought, like, ah, yes, Japan has a huge, like, wrestling. Like, wrestling, yes, but not, like, wrestling like this, you know? Yeah, like, not, that's like, not what I would have thought. Not, it's like, not performance there. wrestling, but, yeah, like, there is a, a huge wrestling um, yeah. presence in Japan. Uh, so, anyway, uh, in 1986, he makes his debut under his own name uh, in the Japanese ring, so no more... Um, no more dynamite Chris Benoit, unfortunately. Uh, and he would actually later start wearing a mask and assume the name the Pegasus Kid. Uh, another name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are all <laughs> shitty names. These are <laughs> shitty names. Does he not um, have a manager or a PR guy? Like, no. I mean, <laughs> it was the 80s. There yeah. were people like the Repo Man. Like, this is this is low-tier normal, no, almost. I yeah. prefer the Repo Man. It has pizzazz, okay? The <laughs> Pegasus Kid? No. Um, uh, so he wrestled under this name from 86 to 94, and then changed his name somewhere in between to the Wild Pegasus after he lost a title. Um, so, you know... It changes. It, it, he's uh, he's evolving, <laughs> and uh, he he's won- not a Pokemon. I character guess. progression, you know. Character. Pro- I guess. The thing that you need to know about wrestling is that it's a story. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. No, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's not like, and it's less he- a sport. Yeah, it's less yeah. a sport and more like a like a performance art. It's, okay. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's it. um it it's one of those things where everyone nowadays like people know that it's quote-unquote fake like they know that the stories that happen aren't real but we also can like appreciate the fact that it's still a very physically taxing like it is a sport like you have to be very physically active and like mm-hmm. whatnot but yeah it's about the like the reason people like it so much is because it's not just like people punching things if you just want to watch people punching things watch ufc but with wrestling you get like the story behind it you get theater exactly yeah um so uh he wins quite a few matches and titles over the year with uh the uh new japan wrestling and um in 1992 he wins his first world championship wrestling title when teamed up with fellow canadian wrestler biff wellington which (laughs) Biff? <laughs> There's a character from Back to the Future, and he is the idiot character who fucks up everything, whose name is Biff. I'm pretty sure. Biff That's doesn't strike me. Biff doesn't strike me as a formidable name. It strikes me as a guy that, like, is really dumb and drives his dad's sports car. Like, nothing about... <laughs> the, the name Biff makes me think of any dude in commerce from Queen's University. 
That's a Biff. <laughs> That's a Biff. <laughs> Sorry, Biff. Um, sure, you were a great dude. Um, or oh my god. Biff. Okay, before just to just a Biff thing. I <laughs> I was just reading his his um, Wikipedia, and it says that apparently his body was found on the same day Chris Benoit was found. The same day. What? Okay, we have to continue on the Chris Benoit thing so we can circle back to whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> because that's wild. What? Um, wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay, bookmark that. We'll talk about it soon. Yeah, um, we'll circle back to that. Yeah. Um, so in 1994, Chris uh, begins to work for ECW, which is Extreme Championship Wrestling, uh, in between his Japan tours, um, which is where he became known as the Crippler. Uh, so another name. This one a little bit more daunting. Um, so, uh, it's like connected to his. I think it's connected to his. Um, he had this move called the the Crippler Crossface, where he basically like ripped your arm basically out of your hand and like pulled you by your face. Yeah. And, uh, um. Uh. He. But the reason he got the name in the first place was that uh, in a match titled November to Remember, with it's two, not two, because, you know, that's <laughs> Thanks, important. Thanks, Morgan. Um, Thank you. He <laughs> actually broke uh, a wrestler's neck. The wrestler's name Pull. was uh, Sabu. Um, and within the opening seconds of the match, he breaks his neck by uh, basically he throws Sabu with the intention of doing a pancake bump, um, which... I think is just where you throw them down on their face and then like hit them, like jump on them is what I'm assuming. I actually don't know what that is. Yeah. I like, I assume that's what they mean. Like what the classic, like the, the, when the wrestler jumps on top of a person, maybe with his elbow, I don't know. I'm learning so much right now. Yeah. But basically what happened was Sabu attempted to turn mid air to make it a backdrop bump, but in didn't rotate fully and landed almost directly on his neck. Um, oh, I, okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, so that happened. And supposedly after that, Benoit returned to his locker room and like broke down at the prospect of having possibly paralyzed someone. And this is where he was named Crippler Benoit or Canadian Crippler Chris Benoit, um, which terrifying. That's awful. Uh, that um, sucks. Mm-hmm. So then in 1995, Benoit is approached by Ric Flair, which, uh, um, to join the WCW, which is the, uh, world championship Championship wrestling. wrestling. Yes. Uh, to become a member of the group called the four horsemen. Uh, and this would, he would soon go up against the likes of Alicia. You'll probably know this name, Hulk Hogan. I know who that is. <laughs> there you go. He's the guy who wears a bandana on his head and he has does. a mustache. Sure um, oh, wait, yeah. didn't his family have a TV show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I know um, what I'm talking wow. about. Wow. <laughs> You're there welcome. You Reality TV, um, I got you. Yeah, so he went up against the likes of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, uh, both very, very well known. Uh, Within the storyline of the Four Horsemen, Benoit was made out to have a feud with a man called Kevin Sullivan, which uh, led to a storyline in which Benoit would have an affair with Sullivan's real-life wife and on-screen partner, Nancy Sullivan, who was also known as The Woman, or just Woman. Um, That's powerful. mm -hmm. So Nancy... uh, 
met Kevin Sullivan when she was 20 years old on a photo shoot for the cover of Wrestling All-Stars, where she was made to be the uh, cover model. And then soon was asked to become a part of his wrestling posse, which is such a, an interesting concept. Uh, and <laughs> she debuted on uh, June 30th, 1984 as the Fallen Angel. Now at this time, women weren't really like wrestlers. It was more they so were that sidekicks. She, like, yeah, yeah. It was basically like they're, she's <sighs> going to stand at the side of the ring and like cheer him on or be like a prop, basically. Um, wow, that's fun. But her and Kevin would soon begin to tour the States under the gimmick of them being Satanists. Uh, so they had this, like, huge thing where basically they became these two, like, devil-worshipping Satanists. And, like, the reason she was called Fallen Angel is because, like, he, like, corrupted her, da 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 da, da whatever. Honestly, whatever. like, that's a vibe. Mm. Yeah. That's a vibe. That's <laughs> um, and Satanists traveling America. Like, yeah. yeah All right. Yeah, honestly. Um, I and they would soon be married in 1985, uh, and they're... Uh, part, once again, part of the um, Dark Side of the Ring documentary, everyone just explained that they were just absolutely inseparable. She was Kevin's right hand in absolutely everything in wrestling and life and supported him throughout. Um, they were like, yeah, like they, they had like an amazing story. partnership. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> um, so because of this storyline in which, uh, oh yeah, and then she would later debut as woman on WCW, so she changed her name. Um, but as the storyline developed between Benoit and Nancy, where he was fake having an affair with Kevin's woman, um, they were made to spend time together to make the affair look real. And eventually it actually led to a real life affair. Nancy, Um, no. So supposedly, um, so first of all, Chris had already been married at the time and had had two children with his uh, marriage, uh, from his marriage with a woman named Martina. However, uh, this marriage broke down around the same time that the affair with Nancy started. No shit. I was Uh, rooting for her. I'm really upset. (laughs) Yeah, um, but supposedly um, Nancy had been confiding in Chris that her relationship with Sullivan had turned sour and he supposedly had turned abusive. Um, So the affair supposedly turned out of um, Benoit becoming very protective of her and her kind of finding solace and coming to his house and like being um, sheltered from whatever was happening with Kevin Sullivan. Um, But then also later on, apparently Chris Benoit is quoted as like having a deep respect for Kevin Sullivan still. So I don't know how much of that's actually true. Um, Who knows? Uh, Sorry about this. Men are weird. What? <laughs> what? Well, also, no, I say I agree. I, I say Chris Benoit had a deep respect for Kevin Sullivan, an apparent abuser, and then Chris Benoit then went and killed his child and wife. Yeah. So you, I don't know. That's true. Um, crazy, crazy respects crazy, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, they were married in 2000 and would have a, one son together, David Christopher Benoit, born on February 25th, 2000. Um, now we're at the point where Benoit's career uh, turns into the uh, WWE, WWF, World Wrestling Federation Entertainment, um, which is the most like well-known. That's like, right. you probably know. And, I do uh, know that. Uh, in, and this happened in 2000. 
Uh, he debuted at WWF alongside his best friend and longtime co-worker, um, Eddie, don't know how to say his last name. Guerrero. Guerrero, thank you. I knew there was a reason we invited you, Canal. <laughs> He's my wrestling fan. <laughs> okay, Hades. Um, so Eddie and Chris had worked Your together. His name is Hades. His As in the Lord Hades, of the yeah. Underworld, yes. I've that. got Hades, right. and then I also have a cat named Pluto. So they're both named the same thing, but two very separate Incidentally, great wrestling names, I would argue. Honestly, yeah. Her cats are wrestlers. <laughs> they do tumble in the bathtub quite frequently. I'll just like be in a different room and just hear like tuk, 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 tuk. <laughs> and they're just like <laughs> fighting each other in their bathtub <laughs> anyway um so eddie and chris had been longtime friends uh after a match in japan where supposedly chris kicked eddie in the head and knocked him out and their <laughs> friendship budded from there <laughs> that's how canal and i became friends yeah <laughs> That's how, you know, you just kick your friend in the head, knock them out. That's how I make all my friends. I go up to them and I kick them in the head. That's yeah. instant <laughs> friendship. Um, it, uh, it was said that they had one of the closest relationships that anyone had ever seen between two wrestlers in terms of, like, they were, like, absolutely each other's best friends and, like, you couldn't separate them. But, um... And uh, their friendship lasted through the years and even after Eddie's sudden and tragic death in 2005, which would later be cited as possibly one of the stepping stones to the downfall of Benoit's mental state, as he um, had had journal entries after Eddie had died that seemed very pointed in terms of um, what could have caused his kind of mental deterioration, but that's, again, speculation. Um, and yeah, uh, obviously throughout the years, I'm not going to go into like huge details about Chris's career in the WWE because that just like, it would take forever. Um, <laughs> but know that he won many a championship, many a match. He also lost some. Um, and through that had a lot of fucking injuries, like a lot, um, but kept coming back like injuries, surgeries, injuries, surgeries, and then just, you know. Obviously not good physically, but that's also not great psychologically. Mm -mm. Um, so on November 13th, 2005, uh, Eddie was found unconscious in his hotel room in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, the morning before a, um, I think a pay-per-view match, but I could be wrong, um, by his nephew. Um, he was supposedly still conscious and then was pronounced dead upon arrival when the paramedics got there. He was only 38 years old, um, and an autopsy revealed that his death was a result of acute heart failure and underlying heart disease. Um, oh, God. Mm -hmm. uh, in Dark Side of the Ring, they also mentioned that, like, he would just randomly, like, fall asleep talking to people. Like, it was, like... Like, for, like nearing the end of his life, there would be situations in which, like, apparently, um, his nephew, who was on the plane with him to Minneapolis, uh, the day before it happened, was saying that he was talking to him on the plane, and then he just like fell asleep mid sentence, and like he thought nothing of it. He was like, "Oh, the man's just tired," but apparently, um, it could have been a warning side of what was to come. So, sad. oh god. Um, Eddie also, uh had like a long history of substance and drug abuse. Um, 
which some people later also cited as something that could have happened to Chris because he was also known to have possibly had issues with alcohol, um, as many pro sports people do in general. Um, And uh, he, so the next night on uh, the scheduled uh, Raw, which is, Raw is one of the... um, Weekly live televised. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I feel like I flipped through channels and seen that. Yeah, WWE and skipped over Raw. it, no offense. Oh, <laughs> no, that's fair. It sounds like a porno. Like, it, it fully it sounds sound, like it's going to be The other one's something. called SmackDown, so... <laughs> both of these sound go. like gay porn. Like, <laughs> both gay porn programming. After the night after Eddie's death, uh, they held a tribute on Raw, and um, subsequently after they uh, had a video series of tributes in which included Benoit uh, and when he spoke about Eddie he eventually like in one of the uh, videos like he broke down on camera Um, I don't know if they actually ended up showing that or not I haven't seen them but uh, sad Um, so now we come to the main event (laughs) wrestling get it oh my god oh Ah. wow wow Ah. anyway you're so funny um, I'll just leave. <laughs> um, so on uh, June 19th, 2007, Chris Benoit wrestled in his final match, defeating Elijah Burke, which not as interesting of a name as like the ones that we've come before, you know? Like, yeah, and, not as... We really went down like, in the creativity. Yeah, um, he just sounds like someone's accountant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after this, Benoit missed his weekend house shows, uh, house shows are basically just shows that happen in whatever city they're in, but don't get televised. Um, mm. So it's just, yeah, it's just whatever. Uh, and usually nothing like huge happens storyline wise on them. Um, because obviously if they're not going to film it, why would it? Um, but he, uh, so he missed his weekend house shows. According to WWE, he had phoned them telling them that his wife and son were vomiting blood due to food poisoning uh, but when he failed to show up for the pay-per-view performance the day after those, viewers were informed that he was unable to compete due to fam- a family emergency. And the really, like, spooky part of this, or not spooky, but, like, um, during the, uh, m- like, during the per- matches, the show, um, the crowd was heard to be chanting for Benoit during the match that he was supposed to play um which is really eerie when you find out what he did <laughs> like just creepy um so on june 25th 2007 police entered benoit's home in uh fayetteville georgia when ww uh when wwe uh requested a welfare check after benoit had missed the weekend events without notice um and the officers discovered the bodies of benoit his wife nancy and their seven-year-old son daniel around 2.30 p.m. I have chills. Oh, my God. So upon investigating, uh, no additional suspects were sought by authorities, and it was immediately determined that Benoit had committed the murders. Over a three-day period, Benoit had killed his wife and son before committing suicide. His wife was bound before the killing. Benoit's son was drugged with Xanax and likely unconscious before Benoit strangled him. And then Benoit committed suicide by hanging himself um, on his lat pull-down machine. Yeah. Oh, my God. So 
the actual murders and suicide took place over a three-day period. So it didn't just, like, it wasn't just a, a like, hour-long thing. It took right. place over three days. First, Benoit strangled Nancy with the, um, and with the alcohol found in both of their bodies, it was, it was suspected that Benoit acted in rage. Um, then the next day, he smothered Daniel with a pillow after administering him Xanax. And then a day after that, Benoit went downstairs to his home gym, tied a cable around his neck, and put it on the highest weight and let it go, which broke his neck instantly. So he did this after making two final searches on his home computer. The first was a passage from a Bible where a son was resurrected, and the second was the fastest and least painful way to break your neck. Brutal. There's always the Bible somehow. <laughs> somehow. In we these just bring instances. it back to religion. It's always the Christian Bible. I'm just saying. Yep. Um, so, in a shocking turn of events, WWE canceled the scheduled three-hour-long live Raw show on June 25th. Thank God. Uh, which is shocking, seeing as they literally scraped a dead man's body off of a mat. <laughs> and yeah, wrestling. their final limit was, like, family dying. They were just like, if one yeah. guy's dead, uh, we can work with it. But, like, now there are three, so... It's just, like, pick your battles, man. That is um, so sad. So... They replaced this uh, three-hour-long live Raw show with a broadcast version, or sorry, with a uh, three-hour tribute to his life and career featuring his past matches. Uh, But this was on June 25th when they had just found out that the... Yeah, like, they don't know that he's gone off. For those who can't see my face, was like, oh, yeah, let's do a tribute to a family annihilator. So, yes. Bad move. Uh, however, once the details of the murder-suicide became apparent, WWE, like, quickly, uh, began distancing itself from the wrestler by removing merchandise, no longer mentioning him. It used to be, um, it probably still is, that if you search his name on, like, their, uh, catalog, can't find anything. Like, you could still watch his matches, like, he, he would still be in things, but you couldn't search his name, like, you couldn't find anything. Like, if you were to search, like, Hulk Hogan, you could find every yeah. single one of his matches. It would show up, but um, for him... Actually, for a while, he was also scrubbed from their thing yeah. because he was they caught. They erased him. Yeah. Yo, like, yeah, Chris Benoit, you will never find a mention yeah. of him in their so, records. Ever. Yeah, not only never find a mention of him, but, like, like, they're, like, because he is one of, like considered what well, was considered one of the greats in wrestling like he he's one of those people that like could have been and should have been prior to this put into the hall of fame and there's like people who still think he should be which is fucked wild totally uh, wild. wild wild it's the same thing as like it's like to like relate to people who don't know wrestling it's the same thing as someone being like i think aaron hernandez should be in the like sports hall of fame you know yeah. like yeah. same thing yeah. Or, like, I think, is O.J. Simpson in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Okay. I feel like he, so, no. I feel like he totally would have been, but I think because the whole trial thing, there's no way. Yeah. Um, so something yeah. around Simpson. there, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Can um, you imagine his, just his area in the Hall of Fame is just, like, a picture of O.J. Simpson going, like, eh? Oh, oh my god. No, <laughs> maybe. It's just the glove is on display. Did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> no. 
with love and the fake mustache. Did I? Oh, oh god. Um. So yeah. Uh. On. Okay. This is. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh because this is serious, but this is my favorite part of this story because this is the part that I remember vividly. Got it. So, yeah. Another scenario in which Vince McMahon, who is the uh, owner of WWE, is just a fucking idiot and jackass. So I remember watching this live. Vince McMahon had this storyline for himself in which he is filmed. I think you know what I'm about to say. Oh, yeah. This is classic. He is filmed getting into a limo and the limo blowing up (laughs) sorry he himself getting into the limo himself getting into the limo and the limo exploding and him what purpose he was in the midst of a death angle of himself of himself so they were basically playing the angle because before this um there was once again once again coming back to the Hart family um uh or wait was it Hart? no yeah what are you thinking about? Where he spit, where, where, was it Owen Hart that spit on Vince McMahon? Oh, that, that was just the Montreal screw job. Yeah, like the, the Montreal screw Yeah. Um, that started this like long, long storyline of Vince yeah. McMahon being a villain, basically, mm-hmm. um, which he is. <laughs> just yeah, to, I was just going to say it's like on screen. So before that, he was more like an announcer and yeah. people knew No him, one but then, really knew that he owned yeah. that. Yeah. But after um, that, he's like, he was like on screen just being the bad guy. Yeah. So, um, part of the storyline is that he decided that uh, he would fake his own death. Um, and, like, not soon after that, the whole Chris Benoit thing happened. So, he had to, on June 26th, come out on television first of all be like hi not dead and then um address the television audience about the circumstances and announce that there would be no mention of benoit that night um other than his comment but he fully like that is my favorite part of this whole story is just Vince having to be like so um I faked my own death, but something actually happened. <laughs> like, hey, I know just, I suck. It's just I Real remember quick. that so vividly in my mind. <laughs> and that's why the Chris Benoit hey, story. I thought you were dead. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, literally, like, what the fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> like just so stupid. Anyway, um That's wild. That, absolutely wild this is what i mean by wrestling being like one of the most bizarre things to ever exist like none of it makes sense so benoit horribly horrifically killed his entire family and himself Mm -hmm. and then someone else wound up dead on the exact same day he was found oh this is yeah this is a this is a completely unrelated incident i think but he just ended up dead it just as in they they found the the rest of, I forget his name I already clicked off of the thing but was it Biff? It's um, Biff. Oh Biff! Biff. Yeah, Biff. Biff well- uh, Boy Biff. Biff Wellington, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he died of a cardiac arrest, I think, a heart attack. Um, Wild. But he was found the same day. Chris Benoit was found dead among, uh, along with his wife and son. 
and he's Morgan like, and I were talking about this. It's like bad things happen in threes. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I I was also listening to that episode. <laughs> it's so true though. Um, right. Yeah. So, uh, um, toxicology reports released on July seventeenth uh, revealed that at the time of their death, uh, Nancy had three different drugs in her system: Xanax, hydrocodone, and hydromorphine, all of which were found at the therapeutic rather than toxic levels. Um, so she wasn't, supposedly he didn't drug her, um, but Daniel was found to have Xanax in his system, um, enough so that it was led to believe that he was sedated before he was murdered. Um, Benoit was found to have Xanax, hydrocodone, and an elevated level of testosterone caused by a synthetic form of hormone in his system. So basically, um, uh, the examiner attributed the testosterone level to, uh, Chris possibly being treated for a deficiency caused by previous steroid abuse or testicular insufficiency. Um, And there was no indication of anything in Benoit's body that contributed to his violent behavior um, that led to the murder-suicide, concluding that there was no roid rage, which there have been wrestlers who have come out and been like, there's absolutely no way that this man went on a three-day, like, steroid rage binge which a lot of people is like what a lot of people attributed to it at first. They were like, oh, like too many steroids. He just went off the rails. People oh, like, I, yeah, I don't think that's it. I think it's like yeah. years and years of head trauma. Yeah, yeah. So um, prior to the murder-suicide, Benoit had been given illegal steroids, not in compliance with the WWE's uh, wellness program in 2006. Um, and during the investigation into steroid abuse, it was revealed that other wrestlers had also been given these steroids. Um, and I, I think nowadays, like, you can't even take steroids in the WWE. Like, oh yeah, no, they have a very strict like yeah, uh, pretty sure three strikes policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and after uh, the murder, former wrestler Christopher Nowinski uh, contacted Michael Benoit, Chris's father, suggesting that years of trauma to his son's brain might have led to his actions. Uh, tests were conducted on Benoit's brain and the head, uh, the head of neuro, by the head of neurosurgery at West Virginia University, and the results showed that Benoit's brain was so severely damaged, it resembled the brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Um, so you can actually find pictures of his brain oh scans online. God. It's insane. Like, they were saying that basically the entire part of his brain that had um, that w- had uh, to do with, like, reasoning and empathy was just gone. Um, and uh, he was reported to have had advanced, an advanced form of dementia similar to the brains of four retired NFL players. Um, and... Um, he basically, uh, ba- basically they, uh, concluded that repeated concussions can lead to dementia, which can contribute to severe, uh, behavioral problems. Yeah. And Benoit's father to this day suggests, I don't know if he's still alive, but suggests that, uh, brain damage may have been the leading cause of the crime. Uh, this condition is called chronic traumatic and, uh, encephalopathy, encephalopathy, probably, uh, basically CTE which is CTE scans and stuff like that are very common now because people know that 
brain injuries are not to be taken lightly. I've had four concussions now. Oh god. I'm not going for a five. <laughs> Please don't. Jesus. Like um, How did you get four concussions? Let me just also state for the record that none of which were attributed, none of them, I got no concussion from an actual sport or full contact event. It's truly just been bad luck four times. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, once again, the detail, once the details of Benoit's actions had become apparent, WWE just made the decision to remove nearly all mentions of him from their website and future broadcasts and all of their publications. But people, especially family, to this day still are so lost and confused as to why Chris would have done this um, while living like in the height of his wrestling career, he was still a devoted dad and husband who cherished his time with his family. And um, his father is quoted as saying, what you saw in the ring was not Chris Benoit on the outside. He loved to be at home playing with his children. That's where he wanted to be. Um, After hearing about the Benoit case, several researchers at Sports Legacy Institute were like really eager to look at his brain. Um, And had been also uh, uh, Dr. Julian Bailey's, who is now at West Virginia University Health and Science Center, had been studying like the brains of deceased pro footballers. Um, so again, like back to the just concussion theory. Um, and yeah, because when you when you get a bad concussion, it makes it easier to get concussions afterwards. Mm-hmm. So even if you have just one big one it's easier to have minor concussions afterwards because your brain has already like been yeah with. yeah and uh his dad again is quoted as saying that his son had suffered chronic blows to the head over his 22 years as a wrestler like 22 years of just, of just high contact um and nice. he also performed in matches such as cables ladders and chairs which is just props being used and getting hit in the head with like real steel ladders and chairs yeah, like no, it's not it. yeah like as as safe as you can be with pretending this is happening there's also especially back in the 80s and 90s yeah. was just like such a level of like mistreatment and yeah not like proper care for safety and well-being especially because like at its core like as much as i find wrestling interesting and i can like get with it on a perspective the toxic masculinity within wrestling and just the like concept of i'm okay or like i'm this big i don't need help i don't i don't need help um and also when like you're a guy like chris benoit who's only ever wanted this for his whole life like an injury isn't going to take him out you know like it has so much more sad exactly um and uh so the wwe like completely disagrees with the position um of saying that his injuries are what led to his uh ultimate murder suicide um when uh they questioned the scientific scientific findings on benoit and in a statement to abc news uh they basically said that his head trauma claiming that the head trauma could be the cause of his son's um or could be the cause of uh Chris Benoit's um, criminal behavior is impossible. The quote saying, 
it is natural that a father would try to come up with a reason why his son would tragically murder his wife and child and then commit suicide. Based on the study by the Sports Legacy Institute that claimed Chris Benoit had the brain of an 85-year-old with dementia, Mr. Benoit asserts that head trauma was the cause of his son's aberrant criminal behavior. However, common sense would dictate that this is impossible. Someone with the brain of an 85-year-old with dementia would be unable to keep a traveling work schedule, drive himself to arenas, and perform intricate maneuvers in the ring, much like commit a methodical murder-suicide over a 48-hour period. See, that's not technically true. No. Um, So, yeah, the WWE argued that his suffering, if his suffering was from extensive brain surgery or brain damage, that he wouldn't be able to function as a pro wrestler. Um, and Mike Benoit, his father, obviously continues to defend his belief that his son's death, uh, about his son's death, and denies that he's uh, using brain damage as an excuse. Um, so, yeah. That's <laughs> awful. The story of Chris Benoit. It's absolutely wild. And just another reason why... Vince McMahon and the WWE are fucking assholes. So, uh, wear a helmet, kids. Uh, wear a helmet while wrestling, please. Just wear a helmet at all times. Like, head injury is such a, like, a big part of this whole story. For example, we talked about Dynamite Kid and the the diving headbutt that mm-hmm. um, he didn't invent, but someone else invented. But Dynamite Kid had crazy crazy uh, health issues because of that and uh his his spine was messed up he had a lot of head injuries and then chris benoit had the same issues and then after that there's a current wrestler called daniel bryan who had who quit wrestling for a while because he was also doing the diving headbutt mm-hmm. and he had crazy ct issues and then another yeah. head head trauma thing we talked about um Owen Hart, he actually, speaking of like moves that are now like very banned in the WWE, <laughs> he did uh, a pile driver to which Alicia, maybe you know what that is. That's a very famous, like, it's like where you, you pretty much grab a person. I was going to say like, the pile driver sounds very familiar. You just like wrap yeah. your arms around someone, like you're going to give them a hug and then kick their ass. Is that what? No, they're like upside down and oh. you like fall onto the ground and their head is supposed to like. Yes. Go into the ground. Yes. I have but played Owen a wrestling Hart, video yeah. game once where I feel like that there was... There you me. go. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Owen Hart did Perfect. that specific move, Owen Hart, who we've talked about, and almost crippled um, uh, Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone I know Cold who Steve that Austin. is. Yeah. I know who that yeah. is. I also know there's a, there's John Cena. I know him. John. Classic, yeah, of course. Uh, that's, Who also broke his neck at some point wrestling. Yeah. I also know The Rock was a wrestler. That's yeah. the extent of my wrestling knowledge. Um, if anyone who's, for some reason, just tuning in because they're a wrestling fan, want to give a big shout-out to the Bellas, who just both had their babies. Wow, yeah. There's one of them was that. married to John Cena. Yeah, one of there them was go. married to John Cena. That's why I brought it up. But they both, they're sisters. They're both wrestlers. And they were both pregnant at the same time and both had their babies like days apart, yeah. I think. Yeah. Those two children other, grow up to be rivals. Yeah. The other was married to Daniel Bryan, who almost yes. had to quit because of the diving headbutt. 
So it all comes back around. All so many weird. It's all. It's all. In, yeah. In the wrestling industry. All right. But On that just, note, I'm gonna look up a wrestling name generator. Oh please, okay. wait. Yeah, no, I need to. I need to find mine. But um, as you do. Um, oh, sorry. Were you gonna say something? Oh, um, I don't know. Maybe I was. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. It's 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 very possible, but also I don't know. <laughs> it's um, so- so my wrestling name is Max Monday, and it's Max oh, with that's two good. X's. I don't hate it. Yeah, no. I don't hate it. Um, and I'm very picky. <laughs> I'm going to a wrestling name generator right now. So it says, rest, it says namegeneratorfun.com. <laughs> Get a personalized one. Okay. I think I got jitters. Jitters? <laughs> How do I get like a full name? Why is it just a okay, one name? Okay, I have to put my first name, last name. I guess something guys- stupid. First of all, oh, okay. this is oh, not working sick. correctly. Oh no, because it told me to put in my name. <laughs> oh oh no, <laughs> I got one. Okay, I got one. I got one too. Okay, you go first. You go first. Who me? Yeah, you. Okay, uh, my name is Dolph the Butcher Canyon. Oh! <laughs> Wait, Wait, I like it. great. That's pretty sick. You were my- a singles super heavyweight from uh, Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> I'm face, so I'm a good guy. And nice. my finishing move is the electric hammer, which sounds vaguely sexual. So I look- cool. <laughs> Mine is, sounds like a, like a stripper name, a little bit. <laughs> It's Layla Tintin Rivera. Wow. Wow. You sound like a cool person. That's pretty sick. And then it says, I don't know what this means. You are a tag cruiserweight from Japan. You are a face known for your excellent entrance music. And your finishing move is a double kick. Wow. Wait, what? Can someone link me to this one? Because this one's cool. Okay, I'm just, I, I want to know what it in the chat. Are you, are you guys on namegeneratorfun.com? I was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slash wrestler. Oh, wait, I found it. I found it. Okay. Yeah, if anyone else wants to take this generator quiz, it's namegeneratorfun.com forward slash wrestler. <laughs> so, okay, here we go. Feel free to weigh in. Here we go. Oh my god. Okay, mine is Ruby the Darkness Suzuki. I'm a singles cruiser rate from Idaho. I'm a face, hell yeah. Known for continuing your family's legacy. What did I say? I love the hearts. And your finishing move Uh, is the right-handed sweep. Interesting. That sounds like very just like I'm hitting people and that like (laughs) slapping people i'm just slapping people oh man wow this is great what a fun way to end (laughs) that's i was like what's a possible way to end this actually may i add one more thing before we go while i was reading the the wikipedia on chris benoit's um uh double murder suicide Mm -hmm. and this is like this is something i had heard before and it freaked me out even then but yeah i'm just gonna read this section okay you guys ready for this Mm mm-hmm a statement regarding Nancy Benoit's death was added to Chris Benoit's Wikipedia article 14 hours before police discovered the bodies of Benoit and his family. The seemingly uh, prescient addition was initially reported on Wikinews and Fox News. The article originally read, Chris Benoit was replaced by Johnny Nitro on the, on the ECW match at Vengeance 
as Benoit was not there due to personal issues stemming from the death of his wife, Nancy. So are you saying that he like wrote that on Wikipedia before he killed Well, no one knows who wrote it. The phrase was, okay, so this was added 4 a.m. on June 25th, which is 10 hours before their bodies were found. So So no one knew. Either the WWE did know and there's a mass cover-up that goes all the way to the top, or he did it himself. Both are creepy and awful. Or Wikipedia is haunted. Well, it's possible that it could just been a really weird coincidence. No, no, I refuse to believe that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was Kanal, just leaving you with that. Just, Um, yeah. I have a, um, but I do have an organization. Um, Oh, yeah, please. Of course. An organization to share. Yeah, um, just very pertinent. Uh, the Concussion Foundation, or Legacy Foundation Canada. Yep, a big fan. Big, big fan, fan of their work. Um, case in, it's concussionfoundation.org. Um, just, like, donate if you can, but also, like, go and read up about it because concussions are very serious. And I have used their that, website frequently. Yeah, it's something that, even as, like, a teenager in rugby, I was taught a lot about. When I did rugby in high school, there was a girl in, like, the town over from us who played rugby in high school who died because of it, because of a concussion. So it was, like, very um, pertinent to us, but it's serious, y'all. Even if you don't play sports and you continuously hit your head for some reason, if you skateboard, anything like that, get it checked out, man. (laughs) You got to. You really, really got to. Uh, that was, yeah, this was the bizarre. Uh, Kunal, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my god, us. thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you, this thank was you for so having fun. me. This is uh, very always. interesting. Absolutely. We're gonna get so many more listens out of this, because Kunal is just so popular. <laughs> oh, I'm shout really... out Allie as well. Sorry. I just you shout out my your girlfriend? girlfriend? You, <laughs> oh, you, no! gave, you gave Derek G a shout out before you gave your girlfriend oh, god. a shout out. I'm sorry. I did it, though. I did I did it. I did. We Amazing. should also give Anish a shout out, probably. Yeah, shout out Anish. I told him I was going to do this before, so. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Love it. So I guess that's a... Uh... This is uh, Ruby the Darkness Suzuki signing off. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not repeating my wrestler name. That is oh my God, so where, where, did, where did mine go? This is Dolph the Butcher Canyon signing off. <laughs> and this is Layla Tintin Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.